Robert Fox of Hobart Filler Metals talks welding economics. Filler metals are essential to the welding process, but Robert provides examples of how carefully selecting both process and filler metal can reduce both arc-on and arc-off time for weld cost savings. Hello and welcome back to Bevel Talk. Thanks for joining us today. Hope you all are having a good one. We've got Rob Fox with Hobart Brothers Filler Metal back with us today. Rob, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. Good. You staying warm? You staying dry? Yeah, the dry part, not so much, but at least it's warm. Okay. Good, good. Okay, today I want to talk about how different filler metals can improve your bottom line in your operation. Um, you can buy 100 different types, 100 different AWS classifications, 100 different sizes. How can picking filler metal, the right filler metal, help my bottom line? Yeah, so you had mentioned that there's a lot of different choices out there when it comes to filler metal. You know, everybody seems to offer their their own special filler metal, and you know, it's not just a marketing gimmick. Um, you know, obviously you have to select the right process, but selecting the right filler metal, you know, when when our engineers go and design a filler metal, you know, they'll take a look at solving the problems of a particular application or sometimes just of a general application. So. Uh, just as an example, you know, we offer a product called Fabcore Edge, and it's a metal cord wire. So, you know, there's there's advantages of, of metal cord wire in of itself. But this wire is unique because it, it addresses silicon uh, distribution. So those little silicon islands that we get on the face of our welds when we're welding with either metal core or solid wire, it takes those and it pulls them from the toes of the weld where they're hard to clean off and brings them to the center of the weld where they're a little bit easier to, to manage in terms of cleaning and, and, and welding. So, you know, that's basically something that we've, we've accomplished, you know, using a lot of technology, using a lot of knowledge of metallurgy and chemistry um, to address a specific challenge. And that's something that you're not going to get from every other wire that's out there. Right. It's, you know, I, I've had conversations in the past that filler metal um, classifications are kind of like chocolate chip cookie recipes, right? You can go to exactly. Yeah, you go to Google and you can pull up fifteen different chocolate chip res, chocolate chip cookie recipes, and they'll be similar, but they're not all the same. And some of them, you know, they might be a little bit more chewy. Some of them might be a little bit more crispy. Some of them might be a little bit more fluffy. And we we need different things out of welds in certain circumstances and certain applications. And that's why we have the ability to choose different filler metals and why they do some of the similar things or why they're formulated the way that they are. Exactly. The specifications that kind of govern filler metal classification and filler metal manufacturing, they give you these wide open ranges, just like the, you know, the, the cookie analogy. It's a wide open recipe of chemical compositions, but it's up to us as manufacturers at like at Hobart to basically give welders what they want. And, you know, welder choice is an incredibly important thing when it comes to selecting a, a, the best filler metal for your application. If you're welding with something and you don't enjoy how it welds or you can't stand how it welds, you know, how much spatter it gives or how the puddle reacts, you know, if you can't stand that, you know, just when you first pull that trigger, imagine trying to deal with that for eight hours a day. Um, you know, so you really want to get something that you're comfortable with, something that your your welders are comfortable with. Um because, you know, how you like that arc, that's a personal preference. And it's something that can really, 
really make or break your operation. Absolutely. Um, but it can also be, you know, how hard does an operator actually have to work in a day, right? If, if they pull the trigger and, and it easily does what they need to do, that gives them bead profile they need. It, it has low amounts of spatter. Um, cleanup is easier. There's less grinding. There's less anything. You're able to get productivity up and, and throughput up because the operator is able to have more arc on time, right? They're actually able to weld more, better, and faster. Yep, that's definitely the case. Um, you know, labor is the largest component of weld cost. So any time that we're not pulling the trigger is time that we're not really making money. You know, we're doing the job, but we're not doing the job that we want to do, which is is weld, get as many parts out the door as possible. So, you know, we're going to get the most bang for our buck if we address some of these things that are stopping us from welding or not welding as fast as we could. So you mentioned cleaning, you know, spatter can be an issue. Uh, slag removal can be an issue, um, and different filler metals are going to give you different slag release or different spatter levels. Um, taking a look at what parameters you can weld with, you know, one filler metal might be really good at the low end and excellent for thinner materials, while another filler metal might be designed for the high end, really turning that knob up, working on thicker materials, or increasing our travel speed. Right. So another question that I have: talk to me about filler metal selection and. Uh, preheating or post-weld heat treatment. Is there any consideration on filler metal selections and your requirements for heating? Sure. So, you know, uh, Hobart really does a, a lot of different uh, filler metals for different processes. You know, we've got stick electrodes, we've got uh, gas shield of flux core, uh, self shield of flux core, metal core. Um, and each one of those processes offers what we different uh, hydrogen levels. So, you know, I, I believe in previous episodes, if you're if you're uh, a returning listener, uh, you, you, we've discussed the importance of preheat. We've discussed kind of the effect of hydrogen, but uh, I like to use the stick electrode as kind of the what we'll call it the baseline as for this analogy. But you know, with a stick electrode, you you know you you take it out of the can and you weld with it. And then when you're done, a lot of people will tell you to put it back in an oven. And that's because it keeps the hydrogen levels down. We don't want that filler metal to pick up moisture. So some filler metals are pretty resistant to moisture pickup, like metal cord wires or solid wires. Uh, other filler metals are really pr prone to moisture pickup, like the flux cord wires. Um, and even within those flux cord wires, you can get filler metals that offer different uh, hydrogen levels. So, you know, it's important that you always store your filler metal properly but, you know, one wire might give you a little bit higher hydrogen, which might be fine for some applications. And, you know, another wire might give you lower hydrogen, which is, you know, maybe critical in other applications, but that might affect your, your welding characteristics. So um, kind of rule of thumb, lower hydrogen is always better. Um, but uh, hydrogen becomes really critical when you have thick materials, hardenable materials like low alloy steels. Um, anytime that you have restrained joints, like we're seeing in a lot of piping applications, um, anytime that you run into the kind of those conditions, hydrogen becomes critical. And that's when we really start looking at using, you know, uh, low hydrogen processes like MIG or uh, low hydrogen filler metals. Quality welding equipment pairs best with quality filler metals. Miller recommends Hobart Filler Metals. 
Hobart is a leader and innovator in the welding industry and has been for over 100 years. Hobart's Ohio and Michigan-based factories manufacture the wires, rods, and cut lengths you need to tackle aluminum, carbon steel, high-strength low-alloy steel, and stainless steel. Whether you are in the shop or in the field, Hobart has an easy-to-use solution that can provide measurable productivity improvements. When you partner with Hobart, you can rely on our knowledgeable team of applications engineers to help you select the best filler metals and optimize their performance for any welding job. To learn more about how Hobart filler metals can benefit your welding applications, visit us online at hobartbrothers.com. One of the one of the most eye-opening videos I've ever seen about welding was um, was a time lapse of hydrogen releasing from a weld in a water tank hours and hours and hours after actual welding. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that video or not, but it just opened my eyes to how much of an effect hydrogen can have in a weld even after it's been performed. Exactly. And, 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 you know, hydrogen is, is a, a big problem in, in certain applications like that video that you saw. It's crazy when you see the comparison between one process, another process, one filler metal and another filler metal. It's like a day and night difference in the amount of, you know, bubbles that basically come out of that weld after you're all done. And the problem with hydrogen cracking, which is what, you know, having hydrogen in your weld can lead to, you know, the problem with hydrogen cracking is it's, it's not like when you flip up the hood that you see the problem. Um, that problem might not arise until something's in service. And that's when, when repairs become more difficult and, more importantly, uh, more damaging to the bottom line. Right. So give me a rule of thumb as when I should consider a metal cord wire and when I should consider a flux cord wire. Sure. So... You know, in the context of hydrogen, metal cord wires are going to be lower in hydrogen. Uh, flux cord wires, a little bit higher in hydrogen, but they're going to give us some advantages. So, you know, you got to think about the entire application as a whole. Welding position is going to be is going to be critical here. So if we're rolling a pipe out, you know, we're doing something in a 1GR position, you know, metal cord wire is, is pretty good. We're typically working, in, you know, in a lot of piping applications on, on cleaner materials, metal cord, can handle a couple surface contaminants, but not as much as like a gas shielded flux cord wire. So if we've got clean material and we're rolling a pipe out, metal cord wire is going to give us higher deposition rates, which leads to higher travel speeds or less passes. But the flux cord wires, as I mentioned, they can handle the contaminants a little bit better. They can handle much higher currents. Uh, so if we're welding very thick material on very large diameter pipe, um, Another thing that we don't get with metal core with, that we do get with the flux cores is the ability to weld out of position uh, and not just weld out of position, but weld out of position cost effectively. So the slag that we get with a flux core wire, even though it's a pain to clean up sometimes, um, it, it, it allows us to support that molten metal while we're welding either, you know, in the overhead. Uh, so going from six to three o'clock, uh, going from three o'clock up to up to uh, what, you know, noon. Um, all of that, all of that stuff is supported by that slag. Yeah. It's, it's some stuff that you never really think about until you actually sit down and think about it. You just go day to day and you just keep doing what you've done for a long time. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, so if you, you know, get the choice on a filler metal, if you have the option to try something different or spec out something different, I always advise, you know, shopping around because doing things the way that you've always done it will give you the results that you always had. Uh, so if you're wanting to improve, you got to take a look at something new. Um, you know, as far as filler metal technology goes, it's the same with equipment technology. Uh, there's always something new and there's always a different way of trying things and they, they solve problems. Rob, I got one last question <laughs> for you. How can operator satisfaction or operator um, happiness affect the bottom line here when selecting a filler metal? Sure. So, you, I mean, you got, you got to like what you're welding with. If you're not happy with what you're welding with, you know, you're going to spend all that time while you have the trigger pulled just thinking about how much you don't like this wire or you don't like this equipment. So, you know, if you're just going to spend, you know, eight plus hours a day, you know, working on a weld joint, you want to make sure that all that time that you spend under the hood, that you're, you know, getting what you want out of the weld. But also when you flip that hood out, that you're not wasting time uh, doing things that aren't welding. So cleaning slag, uh, uh, cleaning spatter up. Um, so you got to take a look at things that are preventing you from doing welding. And then you got to take a look at things that are basically happening while you're welding. So every welder is going to have a different preference on what they want out of an arc or out of a puddle. Some people like a little bit of a crisper arc that really drives in there, makes it easy to ensure that you're getting good fusion. Other people like a softer arc that kind of want to wet, wets out a little bit more so that they, you know, don't need as much voltage or don't need to oscillate as much. Um, so different wires are going to cater to different preferences. Right. And at the end of the day, the guy that's using it or the gal that's using it should have some sort of a say in what's going on. Exactly. Um, I agree completely because, you know, an operator that doesn't like what he's working with or an operator who doesn't like what she's working with is just not going to weld as fast as they could. Well, Rob, thanks again for joining us. We appreciate your time and we look forward to talking to you again. Thanks. Thanks for your time.